Chase is alive. He killed my friend, now he's coming for me. He's got a death curse. Jason's a legend. I miss his warrior. An old friend of the Christie's. Jason belongs in hell. You're joining me if you stay here. Never come back again. You see, Jason was away somewhere. And today is his birthday. And welcome to another episode of Camp Blood Radio. I am your host, Nathan Barker, and joining me is the drunk uncle, Kent Mullins. Hey, what's up, guys? And also on for this episode, a community spotlight for the Jason Voorhees cosplayers out there. Joining us at Camp Crystal Lake, the man known as South Jersey Jason on social media, Brian Emenheiser. Thanks for joining us on this wonderful Friday. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be on. We definitely we appreciate your time, and uh, you were at Jason Fest last week, so I'm sure that you've had you know a week to kind of relax and I guess uh, decompress, detox, uh, well, detox um, <laughs> I mean, et cetera, et cetera. We'll talk about Jason Fest in a little bit, since obviously you've got plenty of information that you can probably add to some of the pictures and stuff that Blairstown Museum's been uh, posting and different video clips, and I'm sure you've got some stuff that you could add to that. But before we get started, why Friday the 13th? So when I was younger, going back like 30 years, you know, when TV only had a few select channels, I, uh, I had a channel, uh, WPIX out of New York, and every October they would present it as Shocktober, and each week they would do, uh, actually Monday through Saturday, they would do a horror movie, and they might do a franchise. So that's when I first saw Friday the 13th. Uh, I couldn't tell you how old I was, maybe like five or six and you know i was watching the original and um when annie was getting enos's truck uh on the side it said new jersey and i was like holy crap new jersey so as i got a little older um we use what the kids today wouldn't know a road atlas to see where this town was and um as i got older you know i looked at the the end credits and it said blair's town so i looked at the atlas and saw where it was with me i'm south jersey so I am Ocean City, New Jersey, Atlantic City area when I when I grew up there. Uh, so it was quite a hike for a young kid. When the invention of Google Maps came and whatnot, I mapped it out. And, you know, it was only like two and a half hours from me. Uh, so as far as Friday the 13th, uh, it's my favorite uh, horror franchise uh, because the original started in Jersey. You know, Jersey... You know, we don't get much love over here, uh, except for, you know, we get the high taxes over here. Uh, but Friday the 13th, you know, to me, it started in Jersey. So out of all the films that have been made, the original is my favorite because of the Jersey connection. But I do have other, you know, favorites, you know, from, you know, one through four. And then I separated for like the zombie area. So that's like how my love of Friday the 13th started. That's the same reason yeah. I love Wrong Turn. Okay. Well- Hang they on, though, film, because they didn't, they didn't film it here. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> I'm still well, confused at the road atlas. What the fuck is that? I don't know, road atlas. You I, don't remember the atlas maps? You were the the road maps you would get at the gas station. Uh, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh. That's that's for the Google Maps people out there that don't know what a, an actual road map is or a road atlas. I mean, do they even still sell those in gas stations anymore? You, you know, used to be, I don't even think so. As soon as you walked in the door, boom, there was this, you know, display on the right or left as soon as you walked in with the roadmap on it. But yeah, I don't even I, remember the last time I seen a road atlas. 
Yeah, I remember getting in the 72 Winnebago when I was a kid and my dad was the driver. My mom was the navigator and, you know, unfolded that big ass map. I can remember seeing the road map or road atlas, whatever you want to call it. It was like as thick as an encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. Like, and oh then my God. putting it back together was a, a bitch in itself. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. You, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, children, you don't know how good you have it with your smartphones and your Google Maps. I can tell you that much. Yeah, trying to get from Kentucky to Myrtle Beach on nothing but like one uh, R.L. Stein Goosebumps book, not having a <laughs> smartphone. To, like, <laughs> well, and not to mention that it's that's been wrinkled and had coffee spilled all over it sixty-seven times on top yeah. of having to use a magnifying glass to see where County Highway sixty-seven is. Yeah, I could, my 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 grandfather kept his folded up that encyclopedia map and tucked in that kangaroo pouch behind the seat. Yep. Yes. So you know, hanging off your kneecaps. Yep. Uh, you know, I think uh, my, my, my mother-in-law does the same thing. You know, even though she is a, she is a Google map in her brain. She still has like, when she visits places, you know, they might have like the little maps inside them. Like, you know, go drive here or whatever to see this. She keeps, she keeps it behind her seat. And I, you know, I make fun of her for that. And now everybody uses a GPS, which I can't get to McDonald's in my in my town without using a GPS. <laughs> I have... <laughs> well, can you get the Dollar General though? That's I the can't key. get anywhere without using my GPS. I'm I'm maybe the most directionally uh, impaired person on the face of the earth. Well, you're not allowed at McDonald's anyway, so it no, be, no, that's true. Yeah, you better not be GPS in any McDonald's <laughs> over there. We we need you for the show. We don't need you in the in the uh the county lock up there okay uh, domino's pizza i can't get the dom it's three miles from my house i can't get there without a gps well fuck fuck that they can deliver anyway they can deliver <laughs> buffalo chicken pizzas right to your house since you are now uh in a you're, you're handicapped you're handicapable i'm crippled yeah you're handicapable that's what you are <clears throat> you can use a fucking phone you can dial domino's <laughs> that's all you need to do yeah <laughs> and you can google the phone number too you don't even have to look at a giant ass phone book to get it i don't out. ever have to leave my house again this is actually the best thing that ever happened to me i know you're all concerned about your leg and not being able to walk again well not that but you know what i mean but this could actually be the best thing that ever happened to you period give me a wheelchair with 44s oh good good lord <laughs> you know in the movie uh shit oh um oh i'm trying to think and uh what the fuck was that movie called where he, he's in the wheelchair and he's like, Oh, I'm handy capable air bud. No, no, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> where he's like, I forget. Oh, Robert Downey Jr. Is like, Oh, my wife's in, in labor. And he's like, you want me to, how about I call my staff sergeant in Iraq and let him know how you feel. Oh, you know, uh, you know what I'm talking about uh, with Zach Galifianakis. Yes. Uh, was it? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Yeah. The God, fuck was that God. movie? Was it due date? Due date, due yes. Date, yes, yes. If you have to be in a wheelchair, that will be you, and you have to grow a mullet and carry around a little <laughs> fucking nightstick with you. <laughs> this is suddenly not seeming that bad. Oh, man. And you've already been to Afghanistan, so, I mean, you've got that part down. Yeah, just slap an AFG I serve sticker on the side of it and let people make assumptions. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> See, I mean, tragedy can easily turn into positivity right there it's just a matter of is the is the glass half full or half empty yeah it's full it's looking pretty full now you are you are handy capable buddy that's that's what you are i didn't mean to bogart the podcast sorry guys no no that's yeah, yeah. quite all right i enjoy the the banter between the two of you so one of the reasons i love to listen to the show that's what we do 
There you that's go. Do. And that that's how it should be in the Friday world. I mean, yes. there's swearing, there's, you know, campfire tales and, you know, this, that, and the other. Basically, look at us as if you were at Camp Crystal Lake and you turn on the radio, we are the voices that you would hear, right? Exactly. And, you know, I, I tell everyone that uh, uh, the horror uh, genre and, like, especially with the Friday fans, I have met so many great people, you know, going to the horror conventions and just talking with people on the Facebook groups. And, you know, when they come into town in Blairstown, like, you know, Jeanette had told me, they come in, they don't leave any trash. And if they do, they pick it up, you know, and that and that's like one of the reasons, like, I'm proud to be part of this, this whole, you know, fandom is just the great fans. Yeah. No, I, I've heard a lot of the alums say that Friday fans are the best and I have to agree with them because yeah. those are the ones that I mostly have contact with outside of say conventions and things of that nature, but social media contact mostly on the Friday level. And then uh, of course I appreciate all your, your likes, your shares and all that, Brian, it's, it's definitely appreciated. Oh yeah. Um, so with social media in mind and Facebook land, Instagram, Twitter, all that, obviously you started South Jersey, Jason, and you said you're from South, South Jersey or live in South Jersey area. Yes. So what prompted you or what brought about this whole concept of I'm going to create basically my own character, if you will, my own brand? So um, I have friends that own a comic book store in our local mall, the Hamilton Mall in Mays Landing. The name of their store is Level Up Entertainment. And they knew my love for the franchise. And this is going back to, it was last year around this time. Uh, one of the managers had reached out to me and said, hey, we're doing our Halloween Comic Fest. They, they hold events throughout the year at the mall for the store. And there's two big events that the, the store does, and one of them being Halloween Comic Fest. It's almost like a, a small convention for comic books and uh, artists and um, vendors. And they do a cosplay contest every year with this. And he had asked me if I wanted to be a, a judge. Um, yeah, I said, sure. You know, I'd never done anything like this before. I, you know, had purchased uh the under mask and the hockey mask and the clothes within the past year. So this is like my first time actually really wearing it. So I was a little bit nervous. But I said, yeah, sure. So he said, do you have anything we can promote you with? I said, well, no, but give me some time and, you know, I'll go out in the woods and take some photos and I'll create a Facebook page real quick. So instantly South Jersey, Jason came to me. It kind of just stood out because it was unique. So that's the character I started. And, um so the the halloween comic fest was in uh, october 2018 uh you know i just walked around the mall interacted with the fans and did the uh the cosplay contest and that was pretty much it my you know for so from october to about may of this year it kind of laid dormant i would go on there every so often but then in november of 2018 i had won the lottery to purchase tickets for the crystal lake tours so right around the tour, which was May 2019, I started being I started going on my Facebook page more and just uh, starting to share stuff just to get the fan interaction. And I said, you know what, let me go into the Crystal Lake tour. Let me um, take pictures, talk to the fans and get their reactions from how the tour was or their love of the franchise and uh, prior to this, I was in contact with Jeanette because I had met her October of last year. And um, when I was when I was coming in town, I said, do you mind if I you know, interview you for my Facebook page? And so people who have never been to Blairstown, 
can not only learn about where the film was made, but also the town itself. So once this whole thing occurred, I started to get a little bit of an influx in uh, page likes. So, and then I just decided to keep on adding more content to it. And I said to myself, you know, I want to take my game up one step further and see how I can go about and get like a screen accurate costume or near screen accurate costume and kind of like not, you know, you know, uh, empty out the bank. So I, I came across uh, James Ingram on Etsy, who you had on a few shows back. Uh, J3. Oh, yeah. That's our guy right there, J3. Yeah. So, um, so I'm a noob to this whole thing, you know, so I'm asking him a million questions because, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a rookie, very nice. You know, he, he talked to me for a while, like, you know, what he does and the whole process. And when he told me the price, I'm like, dude, that's an awesome price. That's something I can really afford. So I did what I had to do on my end as far as getting in my sizes. And, uh, he, uh, you know, kept me updated almost daily with the progression of my costume. And then, you know, he asked me about the, um, the under mask. He says, I can, I can order it one painted for you, or I can order a blank, um, which I prefer to do it that way because it'll go with the color scheme of what I'm doing for the compression suit. So I said, yeah, sure. Do that. And then he, um, referred me to James Rand for a part seven, uh, hockey mask. So I probably did the order beginning of May. I got it little bit after like june and i put it on real quick just to make sure everything fit and um the one everything fit but then i, I messaged him like james the, the the mask is uh a little too snug for me compared to my part four and so he said all right so he's like i got a big head too which was a problem it was like so tight he said you got to like when you wear it keep your hair short and trim your beard down and what i what he did was he lubed it up with Vaseline. So I'm like, all right, that's what I got to do. So I didn't actually wear, like I wore it just for test photos, but um, Saturday the 14th was when I actually debuted it. And um, I had to tell you the compliments I got all throughout the day, you know, uh, that's all Jim, uh, Jim Ingram's part seven pieces, right? J three pieces. Yeah. He did uh, everything. Everything. Yeah. He just didn't do the under mask. He ordered that from a friend and of course the, the hockey mask and he did the chains for me. And I have to tell you, it didn't hurt the bank account. And I mean, even Ari Lehman, you know, gave me a compliment on my costume. Nice. That's the thing with Jim is, uh, I even, um, put a plug to Jim on our website where uh, if you go to the website and you just scroll down, there's a direct link to the J3 Costumes Facebook page to try to help him out because I like what Jim's doing for the cosplayers such as yourself, Mm -hmm. and that's his thing, which Kent and I talked with him about was basically making stuff for the working guy because a lot of shit, as you know, some of these silicone hoods, Kent makes uh, costumes too, and the shit gets really fucking expensive really fast. Yeah. So that's why Especially I really when appreciate you get into like silicone and shit like that. Yeah. 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 Well, when you and I had talked a few months ago and you were giving me the references to other people and, you know, I'm looking at the prices and I'm like, yeah, I work for a nonprofit agency. Uh, you know, I'm going to have to start saving money here and there, but eventually that's my goal. I do want to get to that level and get a silicone mask, but James was following, um, uh, my Facebook on Saturday because I was doing, uh, I did, you know, took some photos and I did some live videos and he messaged me and he's like, dude, uh, this is awesome. I'm glad everything's going good. 
And I'm like, yeah, everyone, you know, you're rocking it with my suit. Uh, people are complimenting me. Uh, so I reached out to him on um, earlier this week and had said for the 40th anniversary, I want to kind of create my own original idea, you know, kind of like, you know, a lot of people are doing like the vengeance look or the never hike alone look, but I, I'm going to sit down and kind of create an outline as far as the clothing, you know, something different, um, kind of like my own take. And then he'll, he'll help with the weathering and whatnot. So he's more than, you know, happy to help me with that. Well, I was just going to ask if you, you mentioned part four, obviously debuted part seven, if there was any, I guess, thoughts on maybe what you were going to do next. So it sounds like a custom piece. Yeah, it's going to be a custom. Um, I'm not sure what I want to do. It's, you know, I'm still uh, in my, my, it's in my mind, but I haven't put it on paper yet, but it'd be custom. I mean, it might have similarities to like the part four, maybe. Um, I kind of like, want to do like the part four but more like the zombie version because part four out of all like the other than the original part four is my favorite movie because ted white is the man he is my favorite jason did you hear that kent the most interesting i would say he's the most interesting jason in the world i would say he he is he is and i had the pleasure of meeting him a few years ago such a nice guy and a sharp dress guy with his blazer but you know what? I'm all for uh, Team Morga. You know, I met him and I love when you guys bring him up because, yes, he is like he's in, he's interesting. Like, where is he at? Come on, Home Depot. He needs to get some time off. The second I... most interesting Jason in the world. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. We'll just go ahead and, and leak this little bit of information out. So <clears throat> with Ted White being the most interesting Jason in the world and there's been we got a little backlash on that. I don't, I don't know if I'd call it that, but little bit of, uh, I don't know, Kent, would we say the Dick Riders came out a little bit? I don't know. Yeah, everybody but, was saying it was going to be Ken Kersinger. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we did. <laughs> well, he was the obviously. <laughs> So anyways, um, I'm thinking, you know, I wonder what Ted White would think about this. And I reached out. Obviously, Ted's 93 years old. I reached out to Ted, or I reached out to some people that I, some alum that I know. I'm like, hey, you got Ted White's phone number. I knew I knew that he used to have an office in L.A. And I thought well, maybe I can get his office number. And everybody I talked to was like, no, nope, no, uh, no number. Uh, they didn't even have a cell phone number. And I thought, OK, well, eventually I'll get it. And anyways, I I ended I ended up reaching out uh, through email and I got I got a response. And I shit you not two Saturdays ago. I am sitting drinking coffee and my fucking phone rings and it's Ted White. Nice. And I had sent an email and just told him, you know, what the conversation would be. We didn't really want to talk about Friday the 13th. We wanted to talk about getting to know Ted White as a person. I told him how we had uh, basically coined him as the most interesting Jason in the world. Mm -hmm. And he was like, wow, I've never, never really had that happen where, you know, people were looking past Friday, th- that the Friday fans were looking beyond Friday the 13th, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So we talked for maybe a half an hour and he um, he said, yeah, I, I reached out to you now because and I had just I had just sent the email about three days prior. So this is going back about two and a half weeks of when it started. And then a few days later, he calls and uh, he said, yeah, I'm actually this number is my office number. He said that my office in L.A. is closed. I have my office based out of my home. He said, um, I have a few weeks free. He said, I'd, I'd love to talk to you guys and so on and so forth. And Ted actually told me 
that I, cause I told him, I said, you know, we think somebody should write a book about you. And he stopped. He goes, well, hang on. He goes, they did. I'm like, no shit. I said, how come I don't know about this book? I said, I like to think that I know about everything that's going on in the Friday world. And he said, well, I don't ever take it to conventions and I haven't really spoken about it, but he said that he owns a second piece of property in Colorado and one of his neighbors out there, I can't remember what he said the neighbor did or, or whatever, but they, 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 there's a book out there about Ted white and it's actually available on his website. If you go to tedwhite.com, he does have it listed there. It's $50. Cool. So check that out. Yeah. Um, yep. And uh, <laughs> so anyways, I'm, I'm talking to Ted and I, Tell him, you know, the reasons why that he was, we chose him as the most interesting Jason. And he was just like, wow, you know, that's just, that's crazy. And um, I said, yeah, I said, you know, who we voted as number two. And hmm. uh, I told him that why we didn't, why Kane wasn't on the list, because it's not always, not always quantity, it's mm-hmm. quality. Yeah. And he goes, well, obviously I've lived longer than some of these guys. So my resume is going to be a little bit different. And I, I told him, well, Tom Morgan was our number two guy. And I said, you know, I hate to ask a favor, but is there any way you can hook me up with Tom Morga? And he goes, yeah, absolutely. He goes, matter of fact, uh, just a couple days ago, um, we were going to, there's a a regular stuntman's association meeting in California. And he said, I missed the meeting because my wife has family in town. And he said, I missed the meeting, which they'll probably jab at me later. But anyways, we'll, we'll just put it this way. I have a direct connection to Tom Morgan now, but I'm still waiting to see if somebody else will make that connection happen before I make this one happen. Right. Right. So, Excellent. Yeah. So anyways, I asked Ted to be on and he said, yeah, uh, just email me. So for anybody out there that's listening that I talked to and told him that Ted was actually going to be the next episode, which is what you're on now, uh, Victor McCrory. I know you were one of them. Uh, I can't remember who else asked me about that joke. Talk to him about it. And Kent and I, we had the, the time set up for last Sunday, uh, meaning almost a week ago now. And what happened, Kent? Uh, well, I, I don't know. Maybe he had technical difficulties. I don't know. So we sat there for an hour just chit-chatting, and then he never did chime in. So I don't know if he ended up having something come up. Or he's old. Maybe he probably he, forgot. He, yeah, he's 93. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so be on the lookout for that, for a possible episode in the very near future. I'm going to reach out to Ted again, um, this weekend and see if it's something that maybe we can get set up for next week. So maybe be on the lookout for that. Otherwise, I don't know. Um, but anyways, so we got just for the people that are wanting to look into it, it's called cast a giant shadow. Yep. Right on his website, tedwhite.com. And And also, also. Go ahead and go ahead and scroll through the pictures on there because there is one that is funny as shit <laughs> of Ted White as an Indian. Yeah, <laughs> different times. Uh, yep, you couldn't oh. get away, get away with that today. He ain't nope, he ain't gonna do that today. No, but yeah, go to tedwhite.com, scroll through the pictures. As soon as you see it, you'll know exactly which one we were talking about. I I was unaware of it until last week. I hadn't looked through all the pictures on there. So wow. yeah. So anyways, uh, fun little tidbit there about ted white but you mentioned the part four now joe gallo he does the dead white so if you're thinking about a zombie four maybe you're thinking more on the lines of something like what he's doing yeah but what i wanted to do was like use the compression suit from my part seven and kind of like maybe incorporate that a little bit you know joe doesn't do that much i mean his he's got the he's got like the gloves and his mask is phenomenal um, because in the pictures, when I, you know, look at his, uh, Facebook or Instagram, 
I mean, I couldn't tell if it was latex or silicone. And, you know, when I talked to him, he said, oh, no, it's latex. I'm like, well, that looks really good. Um, so, yeah, I kind of maybe want to incorporate the compression suit that uh, uh, James Ingram had made for me, you know, and not do it so much like a part seven, but just enough where you can see the bones coming through the shirt a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Uh, uh, of dead white version two of sorts, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, part four is my favorite because, like, Jason was just so brutal in that film, you know? And, of course, uh, I don't know, it, was, it scared the crap out of me when I first watched it. But as far as look, I do like the part seven look. You know, I've always liked that look. And, uh, but, you know, so out of, like, the humanoid Jason, part four is my favorite film. And then... For zombie, of course, um, part six is my favorite, and uh, the look part seven. Well, you know we we love part six here. At I know Camp you do. Radio, you so, do. Yep, absolutely, and we we love part four too, obviously, and part three. But yeah, I think that's an interesting concept for a couple, and I'm interested, and in, I'll look forward to kind of seeing how that turns out. Uh, I like Joe's costume. I love the yeah. concept of dead white and he's got a picture even standing with Ted and he's wearing, I, I, I can't remember if he's wearing the costume or if he has, if he's holding the hood or something like oh, that. Oh, I haven't but. seen that photo. So I'll have to look at it. He's, you know, he, he shares a lot of photos with me. So I'll have to ask him to send me that one. Um, I actually talked to him actually the night before and um, we were kind of talking about what I want to do. And he's going to, we talked about him helping me like, you know, just taking under, under mask and doing more with it. So I guess I got my part four under mask from uh, dark side studios and um, you know, I can always get another one and just, you know, have him and he works with um, Jose Topher that does the um, like, he uh, does like the, the paint and whatnot on the under mask or any add on. So maybe, you know, I'll talk to Topher or whoever. No, it wasn't Topher. It was someone else that he had suggested. I just can't remember name offhand that could help me with all that. Gotcha. Now, uh, <clears throat> what do you think about that, Kent? What would you do for a, I guess a, uh, a deader dead white? Since you, since you're a costume guy, um, how to make it look more dead? I mean, just the thoughts in general. I mean, you've seen probably seen Joe Gallo's dead white, and then if Brian wants to do kind of a a different version of that, I mean, what are your, what are your thoughts as a? I actually haven't seen. Let me give me give me three seconds. I'll look him up here. Joe Gallo, you said? Yeah. yeah, Gallo Goes to Hell is on Facebook. Gallo Goes to Hell. And then on Instagram, it's uh, 13 Gallo. Oh, okay. I found it. Cool. Let's see here. You shouldn't have to scroll down very far. I mean, he posts a lot of pictures, and also he does his own editing. I had to ask he him does. that last week, actually. Yeah, I actually had that conversation oh, wow, with that's, him last that's, week. That's badass. I'm surprised you haven't seen that before. I haven't seen I. If I have, I didn't remember it. But now that I'm looking at it, that's badass, dude. Well, you're probably all drunk Uncle Dub or hopped up on those hydrocodones. <laughs> yeah. I've been in another stratosphere the past uh, couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, he's yeah. been posting around for a while. I mean, his page has a good following. I think he's got three or 4,000 yeah, followers. Yeah, and um, he's helped me with my page. He'll promote my stuff because, you know, he looked at my numbers. And, you know, I'm nowhere near, like, what he has. And he's like, you know, we're going to work together. And he shares my content. So with him helping me, you know, my numbers are going up, especially – after Blairstown, my numbers increased, which is, you know, I'm not looking for the numbers. I just want to interact with the fans. But it's nice to see the numbers, you know, kind of jump up. And, you know, the fans, um, they leave comments and, you know, it's cool. They're, you know, 
all the fans that leave the comments on my page are really good. Um, I had one guy last week, you know, because I took a uh, picture with Jason Brooks and CJ Graham. You know, I'm only five eight, and of course they're like six five, and they're like, uh, you know, they're basically talking shit on how short I was, you know, and you know, because Joe had asked me how tall I was, and I was like five eight. He's like, oh, dude, so am I, and I said, well, you look tall in your photos is it just the angle he said no i put lifts in my shoes i was like oh so he you know sent me the link on amazon and i bought the lifts and my boots that i use right now they're ankle cut so i can only put like one part of the lift in but it gave me like two inches so i'm actually going to get a pair of old boots for an event i'm doing for tomorrow tonight and hopefully i can put the extra lifts in there so i can you know be a little bit taller but joe's giving me compliments you know which I had told him I, I I look up to him as far as his look, his style of his photos. Like, I want to be there one day. And, you know, he looked at my one photo shoot I did and he said uh, he complimented me and said, we have you and I had kind of have like the same eye as far as like kill shots or whatnot. So that meant a lot to me. You know, Joe, who has all this experience, giving me compliments. And, you know, when he came into town Friday, he you know, my my part four is not screen accurate. Like I only had the one front pocket not the two you know i went to goodwill you know and um he said i look good you know he gave me compliments on my uh, my outfit and it meant a lot to me because he him and jordan harvey came down to uh you know uh support me and we originally had plans because he's never been to blairstown i was going to take him around to the filming locations so he can do photo shoots but it was just so hectic. I was doing my thing. He was doing his thing with Vince DeSanti. So, um, unfortunately, we'll we get to get that to... in a minute though. We'll get to the Jason fest in a minute though. Yeah. But yeah. Joe, um, Joe's going to be a guest on the show here in the near future. Like I said, I just talked to him for a while last week. It's just a matter of time of working out with our schedules and stuff. And we have a ton of content, no shortage of content right now. So it's just a matter of what works with our schedule and whoever else's schedule for that particular week. And, uh, just going from there, but uh, so basically, you've got the brand going, South Jersey Jason. And what's what's the next step from here? What do you anticipate doing moving forward? Well, back in the midsummer, I created a website. Well, actually, I didn't create it. Um, a, a colleague of mine who I work with in our development department he he runs my website, SouthJerseyJason.com. So we. Uh, we envision it as so I can write blogs. So I have a few blogs up as far as what got me into the franchise, uh, the Kristen, a spoiler-free Crystal Lake tour, and then I did some interviews, one with Matthew Keller, who lives in Blairstown and is um, active with the museum, and I interviewed Dave Brown. So um, my buddy Mark, who does the website, he envisions, you know, getting my name out there and, you know, making some merchandise. And I'm like, oh, you know, I don't know if I can do that, but let's, let's test the waters. So I did a, um, I did a prototype of a t-shirt with my logo on it and I put it on my Facebook and I said, just, what do you guys think? And I got good feedback from it. People were asking me how much I was selling it for. Where can I get it? So I was like, whoa. So I bought a few and what I did was, um, I started off, I said, hey, I'm going to give a shirt away. The first person that uh, answers this trivia question will get it. And it was, what was uh, Crazy Ralph's original name? So, you know, the first guy answered the question. Do you guys know what his original name was? Um, Crazy uh, Larry. It was Larry. His original name in the script, do you remember what it was? It was Ralph, but he had like a kind of like a last name with it. 
It was Ralph uh, Busey. <laughs> <laughs> Way back on the old right on the money. there. Right on the money. Uh, rat catcher. So Ralph Ratcatcher. Yeah, it was Ralph Ratcatcher, or along the lines of that. Um, so yeah, that was his name in the original script. And um, so the guy, you know, guy chimed in, so he got it. So I mailed it out. Uh, a buddy of mine, Sean, you know, he bought one off of me. So I'm like, oh, all right, you know, so at least I know people, you know, the demands there for it. I just had to find a distributor that, you know, wasn't going to rate me for the cost of just the shirt itself. So I actually finally did find someone that can get me the shirts at a really, you know, at a good rate. So moving forward, we're going to start doing the t-shirts. Um, I did a photo shoot back in, I want to say the end of June. And um, again, I'm new to this. Uh, a friend of mine, Emily, who I've, I've known from the comic book store, she's a self-taught makeup artist. So I asked her, would you want to be my victim? And she said, yeah, sure. She's never done anything in the horror genre. She's never really watched a Friday the 13th film. So she started watching a few just to get the feel for it. So we kind of set up a storyboard of the, you know, the photo shoot, like who she is, what she's doing. So we did very, uh, you know, minor uh, makeup effects. Like there's a shot of me like taking the machete and just making a cut on her forehead. And then, you know, she's running away to a covered bridge and, you know, Jason Morse and he's behind her and that's when I uh, take her with the machete and what she had done was just basically took a whole thing of fake blood put it in her mouth and as I'm going like left to right on her neck the blood's coming down her you know down her mouth and all over her shirt so funny story as we're walking out we're in a family park of all places you know but we're back in the woods but we're going back to our car Emily's covered in blood all over I'm walking out with you know i have my mask off at this time but a little boy no older than four is fishing with his dad and looks to his right and sees emily just covered in blood and he like lets out this gasp and you know he like tugs on his dad's like pants and i said this is why we don't touch the ducks guys so it was a little you know funny the dad was laughing so you know we did like a comic panel of like a storyboard of you know we, we called it uh flower girl basically she's in jason's woods picking flowers and um so there's a comic panel which we're printing up tomorrow for an event i'm going to but um i made up some prints and i showed them to the people on my facebook page and i got really good reactions with that so you know i said hey you like and share my page get me to a certain number that person who gets that number like you know the third hundred like they're gonna um i'll send them a print so what i did with the print um when i saw jeanette back in may she had invited me to come out as south jersey jason uh for the festivities and um i said well this is what i'm going to do i'm going to bring prints with me and I'm going to sell the prints for like $13. And for every print I sell, I want to make a donation to the museum because they're nonprofit. And she was just, you know, shocked that I would do that. You know, like, you know, some guy she just met said, hey, I'm going to give back to you. And that's why I love the music, the Blairstown Museum, because they're keeping the the town history alive. But not only that, they're keeping the 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 filming of the movie alive too you know so without Jeanette we really wouldn't have the festivities in town so I want I know what it's like to work for a nonprofit so I wanted to give back so in addition with the prints 
my uh, colleague Mark and I came up with the idea to make uh, buttons because people like to buy buttons. It's crazy. So we took some shots from the photo shoots and then um, with one shot for one of the pins. And then we started coming up with other things. So like I took a machete and um, as a backdrop and we put a saying, you're all doomed on air. We did a corkscrew and we put where's the corkscrew. And then we did um, the Blairstown, like uh, Crystal Lake uh, police badge and put what you've been smoking, boy. So what I did was we put it in as a set. It was like six pins in uh, with a with a card stock of South Jersey Jason, you know, selling that for $13. When I put that on on Facebook, I got a lot of people like, dude, that's awesome. How much are you selling them for? Where can I get these? I had people wanting to do pre-orders. So um, for the ones that wanted to buy them in town, I put them to the side and, you know, I met up with them on the Thursday or the day of those I sold out of, you know, I bought, I brought um, five pin sets because I didn't order. I wanted to make 10, but I didn't want to order too much and then they not sell and then be out this money. So I literally ordered it the Sunday before the 13th. They came in on that Wednesday and, you know, Mark and I put them together and by Friday, seven o'clock, I was sold out of all of them. So that's what I'm really doing is just pushing some merchandise. And now that I know the demands there, I'm going to, you know, do that. And that will help me put money aside to help, you know, get the costume I want to get. Yeah. So basically just creating your own <clears throat> costume brand, kind of like Joe's yeah. done with Gallows Lane and yeah. doing photography and going to events and haunts and, you know, shit like that. So Wicked no, beard. I, yeah, I mean, I can think of, you know 10 others off the top of my head it sounds like you're just trying to do the same thing as them yeah you know but when i in first envisioned this it wasn't about merchandise it was just going out interacting with the fans and having a good time um but now that i have someone that can help me market things you know i'm not i'm not i'm not in it for the money um you know it's it's great that people want it and you know it'll help like you know, for me to do future stuff. So if I want to do like a short video, I can put that money towards that, you know, or create other types of merchandise. Um, that's all secondary, really. I mean, it's like I said, it's great that the fans want to purchase it, but I'm just my main, really the main thing when I started everything, when I, when I really got into it back in May was to interact with the fans. And I've met so many great fans, like you know, people friend requested me that go to Blairstown and I finally got to meet them for the first time last weekend. And they're just a bunch of great people. How far are you from Blairstown? Uh, about two and a half hours. So I'm not okay. really that far. Um, you know, um, I could go like straight up the highways, but those damn North Jersey drivers, I stay off the highways. I take the back roads. So uh, it gives me like maybe 15. Like, So if I take back roads, it's like 245. Gotcha. Okay. And actually, um, as you know, we just had Jeanette Ayurado, curator, curator of the Blairstown Museum on just a couple weeks ago to talk about the museum. And of course, Jason Fest that was last weekend for the Friday the 13th. And she was talking about how, you know, it's a small town population of like 5,000 or whatever. And I'm thinking small town to me is not 5,000 people. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking like 500 people. Yeah. 
So, and I had never really like Googled Blairstown before to kind of really see what was there. But in the pictures that she posts mostly on the museum page, right where the museum is, you can tell there's not a whole lot there. So Blairstown is actually not, there's the city of Blairstown, but it's actually deemed a township and it's like 30 or 32 square miles of an area. Yeah. About 5,000 people within a 30 square mile area. Yeah. So she's right in the fact that, yeah, there's not really anything in town. And then, you know, down the road, there's a few things and it's very spread out. But I was picturing just this little small town of like a few hundred people. And that was really about it. So I didn't really understand kind of. You were picturing like the village. Like M. Not Shyamalan's the village. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? A picture of what? You were picturing like M. Not Shyamalan's the village. Like that's what you. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm just thinking like typical small town USA. If it's a town of 500 people and it might be a half a square mile of a town or a, or a square mile, um, you know what I mean? Like, just, yeah, yeah, I know what um, you mean because I mean when she was talking about it and also hearing you describe it, it's exactly that's my hometown. That's yeah, exactly the way it's spread out. We got one little small, like, quote unquote, city, uh, but it's very centralized. And then over this, you know, relatively small square number of miles is everybody spread out. So yeah, everybody knows everybody, and everybody is related, and it's just one big beautiful inbred place. <laughs> so, but essentially, Blairstown is Blairstown Township, not the city of Blairstown. It's it's considered a township, so it is. Right. 5,000 people. But when you think about spread over 30 square miles, I mean, I can think of towns over a hundred thousand, 200,000 people that are not 30 square miles. Right. right. It's, it's a pretty rural area with not a lot there, but it's not the traditional small town USA. Once you get outside of like where the museum is, because I'm thinking where you can see on main street there and you've got like a little bar, you got the museum, you've got a few other little businesses. And then basically it's just nothing for yeah, a way that's how it is like literally main street is like the hub and then when you you know make a left you have like i think it's highway 94 and that's where the diner is and there's like a general store and a gas station and then that's really it you yeah know? yeah and as you continue on through the the uh the township there's other businesses and stuff in different yes. portions of it like i said spread over 30 square miles so now that i've seen the map of it now i can kind of imagine it more i was literally just thinking it was just this little town of like i said maybe 500 people with a, a few blocks of main street with a few businesses and that's it which it is but that's there's so like i said blairstown of what's deemed as the city is small like that but it's technically blairstown township so yeah, so I had to wrap my head around kind of how the setup was. So I, after our conversation, I Googled it and was looking at, you know, looking at it on uh, the Google map. And I'm like, okay, now I kind of get it. So, but yeah, uh, so we, we had Jeanette on, like I said, as you know, we talked about the museum. We talked about um, Jason Fest. Obviously, I knew you were going to Jason Fest. I've talked to Joe Gallo, as I mentioned before, talked to Vince DeSanti, a couple other people that were there. So now we get to hear your side of Jason Fest. So give us a rundown of how the weekend went. Yeah. You know, I can't believe it's been over, you know, a week now because it started on Thursday. It feels like I just left there yesterday. So um, at the last minute, I decided to get a ticket to Jason Fest. Originally, I wasn't going to go. I had originally bought just a a ticket to see Ari on Friday, which I totally forgot I bought. But uh, I said, you know what? Next month's my my 40th birthday. I'm going to treat myself to, you know, Jason Fest. And so I bought the ticket. 
And it started now. If you were, there's two tickets. There's a VIP, and then there was like a general mission. The difference between the two was for the VIP, you could get in there at four o'clock. Um, so you had from four p.m. to to midnight with the general mission. Um, you it's you could get in there at eight o'clock, and it didn't include like the dinner and the the two alcoholic beverages, but included everything else. Uh, the meet and greet with Ari, the canoe uh photo um photo op and you know re band playing and the victor miller q a so i didn't get in i didn't get into town till about 3 30 so i got there about six uh so i got there people were still uh you know just walking around when jeanette said it was intimate it was i believe the total tickets that she was selling i think there was a total of maybe 50 so it you know it's not that convention feel as a more intimate sit down relax and everything so i pulled in and actually um the volunteer that showed me where to park i on my back windshield i actually had a decal made across you know i said south jersey jason so he's like are you with south jersey jason and i'm like i am south jersey jason so he's like oh can we get a picture i was like you know sure yeah you know so i was like all right i'm not even one minute into the parking lot and people are wanting to get photos with me so I walked over to where they were having the event. So you had like the canopy tents and they had machete mall in there and it was just, you know, vendors selling their different products, Friday 13th inspired. Uh, so I saw Jeanette and, um, you know, she said, Oh, you're sitting with Vince DeSanti. I'm like, what? So I was like, all right, this is already off to a great start, you know? So I got my beer and, uh, you know, I, I introduced myself to Vince and we started talking about never hike alone. Um, I actually had just watched it like the night before. So it's still fresh in my mind. So we were probably talking for like a good hour, you know, about, you know, his original concept and, you know, just from start to finish. And then he showed me everything that he has planned for the follow-up. So, um, then after talking with Vince, that's when Ari, Ari was already there. He was just getting his stuff set up. So we did the, the photo ops with Ari. So, the first photo op was just the backdrop, the two, you know, uh, standing up. And I'm like, hey, there's a Jason, which I'm a, a little bit taller than. So I was really happy with that. Uh, and then we did the, the canoe photo op. So if you go on South Jersey Jason Facebook or Instagram, he kind of recreates the jump scene from the original. And, you know, I had to act scared and it actually came off really good. So once that was all said and done, um, they had dinner, which was phenomenal it's a the whole jason fest was at hunter's lodge uh which is in delaware uh, new jersey which is like 15 minutes from town and actually uh when they were filming a movie some of the crew stayed there uh because there's like the restaurant in front and then there's like little rooms like almost like motel rooms in the back so that i didn't know that it's one thing i did not know that they stayed there which kind of made the whole feeling that much more so dinner was served, and let me tell you, the food is phenomenal. They had um, uh, like beef kebabs, vegetable kebabs, uh, some pasta, and the macaroni and cheese. I'm like a connoisseur of macaroni and cheese, and I don't know what was in the ingredients, but it was so good. And when I asked Jeanette, can you get me the recipe? She's like, oh, no, I don't even know the recipe. I think the woman learned it in Hawaii. And that's just like her own recipe, but it was, the food was just great. The drinks were great. Did they have Buffalo chicken pizza is what we need to know. Um, I bet you they, they do. Questions that matter. That's a, I, that's a serious question. I bet you, I bet you they do. But, um, I heard like their seafood, like the clams for like a dozen clams. It was like four bucks, you know, in Jersey, 
You're clams not, a lot not... cheaper where I come from. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Would you say clams or crabs? <laughs> but um, the food, I uh, just want to hear, I don't know the whole menu, but uh, Dave Brown goes up there when he's, you know, filming for his film and he loves it there. The food is great. And, um, you know, a lot of people do go eat at Hunter's Lodge because that's like the, you know, a, a, a good place in the area to eat outside of town. Uh, so after the meal and everything, so we have Vince, I'm sitting with Vince, Jason Brooks is there. So, you know, I talked with Jason, we actually do interact on online. So, um, you know, he knew South Jersey, Jason. So I introduced myself, uh, CJ was there. So I didn't talk to him until a little bit later. Uh, there was a woman selling hawks and she had the China hawks and she had, the moles that she got the license for. So they're, uh, the, you know, they were a little bit more, but they weren't, um, they weren't fiberglass, but I figured, you know what, let me go get one of these molds and let me get a part six mask and have the guy sign it. And she was selling out, like they were going quick. So when I got up to her, I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking at the, the more, you know, the little bit more expensive ones that are licensed. And, um, it came down to, you know, part eight, you know, and I'm like, yeah, how, how would it look me coming up to CJ Graham, having him sign a cane hotter mask. So, uh, I got a remake mask because it looked really good. So Vince signed it and Jason Brooks signed it. And when I went up to CJ, I said, CJ, I apologize. They don't have any more part six. I didn't want to get a part eight because I didn't want to insult you. And he's like, no, oh, no, that's real. That's okay. But what he, what he did was he put a little X in the center of the hawk and, uh, on the top because Kane Hodder usually signs there. He said, when you see Kane Hodder again, you let him know that CJ said to sign next to the X. So I was like, all right. So, you know, Kane usually comes to Monster Mania here in Jersey. So if he's there next year, um, I'm going to exactly do that. And I'll get my wife to videotape it and, you know, I'll send it to CJ. Uh, so, uh, you know, so we got to meet them. And here's the, here's the thing. So the VIP ticket was 175 The general mission ticket, 125 when you go to a convention you're paying like probably 50 bucks for an autograph and a photo you know so it was jason fest ari lehman was a star and then you had cj vince um i even know vince was going to be there jason brooks you know as like special guest so other than you know the the, the cost of the ticket went to like you know paying for ari's autograph or whatnot and the photos and you know no one charged me anything you know which is awesome and then the special guest was tom mclaughlin i didn't know he was coming and Jeanette and i are you know pretty close but she kept this one a secret which was great because you know i was not expecting tom mclaughlin and uh it's a hard autograph to get too yeah so um he came in and started talking with everyone and i got a photo and he signed the hockey mask uh so after that, um, we did a Q&A with Victor Miller. So I have heard him on the show way back when, um, and I love his interviews. He's just, like, really good. So we probably talked to him for about 20 minutes. Um, you know, we couldn't ask anything about the lawsuit, obviously, which, you know, by asking that would be disrespectful. So um, my question I asked him, like, we, we jotted it down. And, um, and then either Jeanette or another volunteer would, uh, ask the question. I, I really, you know, I had so many questions. I'm like, well, which one do I put? So I just put, you know, from the first draft to the final, 
how much of it changed. And he said, the only thing that changed, can you guys guess what you think uh, he said? I watched the video, so I know what he said. Okay. What about you, drunk uncle? What do you think he said? Hit me with it. I have no idea. Uh, the motorcycle scene, the cop. Okay. He, that that was the only thing that wasn't in his original draft. Because he know? didn't write that. Yes. Um, but such a cool guy. Him and CJ compared their tattoos, you know. So uh, it's pretty cool that he's like 79 years old and he's all tatted up. I think that's like so awesome. Uh, so that was about 20 minutes. And then um, Ari came. They made special edition posters. I think they were probably... 11 by 17 or maybe a little bit bigger um, for Jason Fest. So, um, you know, he signed that to South Jersey Jason, which is awesome. They had a cover band play, the local band play, and they were phenomenal. They were really good. They probably played for maybe half an hour. And then um, Ari and his guys set up. And when you got your your ticket you you got a hockey mask as well so when ari's band came on everyone put on their hockey mask and uh ari played for probably a good maybe 30 minutes to 45 minutes um it was my, so i've seen like his videos i've seen like the concert videos fans take you know it's a different experience because i'm you know i'm not real into i'm like i'm not into like uh the punk metal, I guess you could, I don't know how to classify his type of music. It's like, it's punk metal, but it's still fun to watch. He's just, you know, an amazing performer and his guitar is just awesome, you know? So I got to be a part of that. And, um, at the end, you know, everyone took a selfie with him. And, uh, when he was done, they've played, um, the original movie and I, at this time, I'm like starting to get a little bit tired because it's like, you know, about 11, uh, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. So they had this really awesome outdoor fireplace. And um, so, I'm, you know, I was just hanging out there because it was starting to get cold. Um, but I think at the end, if I'm not mistaken, so the end scene with Alice in the lake, I think either Ari, Ari did something. He did a jump scare and it got a few people. I don't know if he came from behind the screen or it came up from someone. But I heard people, you know, like laughing. So I wish I was a part of that. So it ended around midnight. I probably uh, left it. I left it about 1230, 1245. So at this point, I need like, you know, coffee or something because I have about a half an hour ride back to the motel. So I go to Jeanette. I go, uh, where can, you know, is there a conven- like a 24 hour convenience store? And she's like, yeah, there's one right up the road, but be careful of the lot lizards. Have you guys ever heard the term lot lizards? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Have I heard of them? <laughs> and heard of so, them yeah, you want to know more information or just if we've heard so of them? So I'm like, lot lizard, what the hell is that? And so she gave me the definition. Um, there's a truck stop, like, you know, less than a quarter mile up the road. And way back in the day, like when, you know, they were filming the film, there was actually a motel behind the truck stop. And some of the crew stayed there. Anyway, so she said, go to the truck, go to the the convenience store. Do not go behind the convenience store. Don't park behind there. So I was like, all right, I'm going to take the, I'm going to take these. uh, No, I, I, (laughs) I parked in the front of the, in front of the convenience store. And, you know, I didn't know what was scarier being in Jason's woods or possibly a lot lizard coming from, you know, uh, out of the woodwork. Thankfully, I did not run into any lot lizards that night. Now, when you were a kid and, and your parents said, don't touch that stove, it's hot, what did you do? I touched the stove. 
There you go. Now, Kent, if I tell you, don't you park behind that gas station, there's lot lizards back there. Where are you, what are you going to do? I'm parking my, my car behind the gas station. That's You're fucking right. Place. That's where I'm going to park I was probably at. there before you told me that. Yeah, no shit. And you I do know that I, everywhere I go where there's a truck stop like that, I always park behind it. Yeah. Everywhere I go. So, um, and I said, and then I said to Jeanette before I left, I said, you know, it's kind of funny. It's probably the same lot lizards back in 79 are probably still hanging around there. And that guy, that got a laugh. So I didn't get back to the hotel room until about, I don't know, after one o'clock. And so I was actually, so we're going into Friday the 13th now. So I'm meeting Dave Brown. Um, I told him I would be in town like around nine o'clock uh, and his uh, producer, Sean, and so I overslept. So I got in like around 930 into town, 930. And, you know, some people had started forming. Nothing's open just yet. A few of the stores were getting ready to open. I believe the museum was scheduled to open at 11, but it got pushed back to closer to, to 12. So, um, you know, I started walking around in character, put the mask on and, you know, interacting people started taking photos. There was um. They have a town resident, Matt Keller, who is the manager of the Blairstown Inn. Um, I actually interviewed him a few months ago for uh, my, my website. And he's kind of known as like the town Jason. Before, Way before the museum came into play, he would just dress up, you know, nowhere near screen accurate. He's just a funny guy. He puts on like the Michael Myers overalls. And, you know, he's got just a, a mask he got from the Halloween store and walks around with a chainsaw, but he has his own following. When, you know, people come into town, they want their picture with Matt. He goes to the diner, um, such a super nice guy. And he was telling me that when he was growing up as a kid, you were allowed to go into Crystal Lake or uh, Camp Nobibosco, Crystal Lake and go canoeing. It's not, it wasn't like how it is today where it's like strictly off limits you just had to make sure you lock the gate when you're done and i'm like how cool is that to go canoeing in crystal lake you know so like the stories he shared with me were pretty cool so well, probably locked it up because people were taking lot lizards back there it's probably why <laughs> could it, it could be yeah so um he's got like a little old convertible so he has a skeleton that was sitting the the uh the, the uh passenger seat and there was like a dj that had a hearse and um you know, so Matt was walking around taking photos with the fans. He went over to the diner and uh, uh, there was a guy, one of the volunteers dressed as Freddy Krueger. So they had a backdrop with the canoe. So the fans would um, would take the, uh, the photos with them. So, you know, I wasn't actually when they were doing the ribbon cutting ceremony, I wasn't there. I was talking to actually, I think uh, a guy I had uh, known on Facebook uh, Steve Asquez, Corpus Christi, Texas, or Corpus Christi, Jason. That's what he goes as. Um, he flew in, you know, and uh, so I recognized him from him, like in my Facebook page. And uh, so we were talking for a little bit. So they opened, they did the ribbon cutting ceremony with Ari and CJ, Jason Brooks, um, Peter Anthony, you know, from Vengeance. And I feel like I'm missing someone, Atomic Laughlin. So they did ribbon cutting ceremony. Now, to get into the museum uh, for that day only, you had to, you know, purchase a ticket for either like Jason Fest on Thursday or the Vengeance premiere that day or um, the Trolley Tour on Saturday. It was kind of a way to do crowd control. So um, I didn't go into the museum until much later. So I'll talk about that towards the end. Um, 
it got a little slow, I would say around one o'clock. This is Friday, you know, people are working, kids are in school, but I would say about two o'clock, there was just a mad rush. Now, Main Street is probably maybe like two blocks long, if that. And the one thing I was shocked at, they didn't, they didn't, um, um, you know, shut the street down. So you still had traffic and mind you, they're, you know, they're not, you know, driving fast, but you still had to be careful across the street, especially if you're wearing a mask. Um, so the way she had it set up, Jenna had it set up, you had the museum and they didn't have outside vendors inside the museum. When you go into the museum, straight back is the museum itself. And then off to the left is a gift shop. So what she did was, um, there's a lot of local artists. So, uh, she had her, you know, she was selling their stuff in there. And it's a lot of really, really nice stuff in there too. And it's not like convention cost, you know, it's affordable. It's wallet friendly. That's what I like about Jeanette's events. They're fan friendly and they're wallet friendly. So you're not going to be like blowing, you know, a hole through your wallet. Uh, so in front of the museum, you had like Tom McLaughlin, CJ, um, and then Ari, you know, with their, their, their tables and whatnot, Jason Brooks, you know, meeting the fans. And then at the historical museum, which is right across the street, that was like, kind of like uh weird New Jersey, which is a pretty cool, uh, magazine in New Jersey. It's all about like the oddities and like, you know, where you can go and kind of like a roadmap of places to visit. So they were in there and Dave Brown was in there promoting, um, his fan film. His name was Jason. Um, you had Vince in there as well. And so I was hanging out there, you know, when I was taking breaks and no sooner did I crack open a beer, a friend of mine texted me, where are you at there? You know, Ari's taking a picture of all the Jason. So I'm like, oh shit, you know? So I took a sip of beer, ran out there and, um, you know, took a photo with everyone. So I actually just updated my cover photo on my Facebook page with like Ari in the front and like his Legion of Jason. So it was such a cool photo. Um, so then you had the premiere inventions at 12 and eight. I, I did not partake in those cause I was just hanging outside with the fans. Um, and in between those screenings, uh, Roy's hall did the screening of, uh, the original movie. I think they did like three or four screenings. Um, the last screening was at like 10 o'clock. So, um, nighttime, it got busier. I got a table so I can, you know, kind of display my stuff you know, like I had said earlier, my pins were selling. I had my photos out. And I want to say, and I'm not trying to, like, sound like ego or anything when I say this. About, I would say, every three to four people would come up to me, look at my photos, and say, um, what movie were you in? And I said, you know what? Thank you. That is, like, the best compliment you can give anyone. I'm not an actor. I'm just a guy dressing up the real the real guys that you want to talk to are right across the way there so but they they you know they uh they talked to me about what got me into cosplaying i took photos i at one point i was taking photos with a line of like for like 20 minutes you know that's how long the line was for me so i'm like this is what it feels i feel like an actual actor going to a convention you know and people are like well how much is it to take a photo with you i'm like oh no no not at all it's a cell phone i'm not here to do that but i'm here selling my prints and you know for every print i sell i'm making a donation to the museum so you know i had a couple people buy the prints uh so everything started quieting down around um probably like 11 o'clock right as soon as the uh 
the Friday, the last Friday the 13th um, showing was. But there's a funny story, and I told her I'd give her a shout out. So it's during the daytime, probably around six o'clock. This girl comes up to me and she's like, Jason, you know, I turn around and I, I'm like, uh, I go, what the hell's going on? She's like, what do you mean? I said, it's Friday the 13th and you're wearing a Michael Myers shirt. I said, what kind of fucked up shit is that? So <laughs> we took a photo. And if you go on my Facebook page, uh, my, my profile photo is I have my arm around her with a machete and she had a bottle of wine and I have it up to the mask, you know? And I put it on Facebook. People were cracking up. I started putting hashtags with it. People were sharing it. So I got such great feedback from that. Um, I had, you know, I, I called her like that Sunday and um, she's not on social media. So she had, uh, I gave her my number so she can send the pictures of us together. I said, listen, I got such great feedback from our photo. I want to make it into a, a button for future. Can I have your permission? You know, I'll give you, you know, some money for the sale. She says, no, just make me a couple and mail them to me. So, um, you know, that's awesome. Thank you. So, um, when I saw her the next day, Saturday, which I'll get into what Saturday in, entailed, I'm walking back to the, the museum and I hear Jason and it was, uh, uh, Colleen's her name and she had brought her friend and her mom which was really cool she's like I got something for you I'm like what's that she had a hockey mask and a um a coffee cup she bought from the souvenir uh, shop and she's like I wanted to make it up to you so we took a photo together uh you know with with her with uh there's a separate photo with her and wearing a hockey mask and a coffee cup so you know it, it, this is what I talk about interacting with the fans you know they're just they're just so cool uh so Saturday was the trolley tours um, usually like when Jeanette does a regular Friday 13th event, when it's not like Jason Fest, she'll do trolley tours. So she had asked me if I wanted to be on part of the trolley tour as like the, the, the Jason to interact with the fans. I said, yeah, sure. So, um, I was on the one thirty tour. So the first tour started at nine. The tours are about three hours, three and a half hours. And how it works is, um, the trolley can hold like 14 guests. And then you have like two spots for, or three spots, like two um, tour guides and the person as Jason. So they take you to all the filming locations in and around town. And while you're um, um, doing the tour, like going from location to location, they're playing the original film. And it's kind of cool. They kind of got it to where uh, when we got to the spot, maybe right when we were done um, taking pictures and whatnot, um, the scene would come up. Excuse me. So, um, so while I was waiting for the one thirty, I was I debuted my part seven costume. So people actually came back from Friday because I said, "Hey, I'm going to be here on Saturday if you want to come and take pictures with my new costume." So some people came back and um, you know shared it on social media, and uh, so my tour started at one thirty, and you know I ran into Ari and I wanted to get a photo with him. He complimented me on the outfit. And I said, hey, uh, you know, I've been doing a tour, but if you um, are going to be here, I'd love to get a photo with you. But when I, you know, got back, he had already gone. So we did the trolley tour. And what's really cool about the trolley tour, you get like a little swag bag. And um, they take you to each filming location. They give you the history of the area you're at as far as what used to be here and this, this, this scene, like what took place during the scene. And then I would say they gave you about 10, 15 minutes to take photos. So they did a group photo together and if they were interact, if there was a scene where they needed 
someone to play the dog at the um the gas pumps they would have the one of the guests pretend to be the dog you know or when you're going into the cafe where annie goes into they need someone to be like the the guy with the broom um so i got a lot of i'm when i'm in the costume like i'm a different person you know um when i'm out of the costume i'm this reserved kind of guy you know um when i go to the conventions it's my wife who's more you know talking to the celebrities because i get all starstruck she's more outgoing than i am but when i'm in that costume it's like a whole different thing um so when we got on the tour Jeanette's like uh this is brian south jersey jason but you probably won't get too much out of him as far as conversation because he's not like the other jasons he's he's different so they're like oh you know but then as you stop when like we got to the first stop they saw the kind of first time i'm very interactive with the photo i came up with different poses funny poses to see so um when we got to the blairstown diner uh first we had to make sure it wasn't too too busy in there so they can go in and take photos and uh so once they got to go in they got to got to take the photos uh i went in and there was some spots right where Steve Christie was sitting. So I sat down next to uh, a friend I made. Her name was a uh, genie and she has the menu. I said, here, let me hold the menu with you. And I'm kind of like uh, scratching my chin is what I'm going to order. So the waitress took a photo of that and uh, that's, you know, on my Facebook page. But then as I'm leaving, Jason, can I get photos with you? So literally every patron on the left-hand side of the diner, I went from table to table and was getting photos with them. And I kind of held up the tour. Uh, so, but, you know, but they, they were thanking me and everything. And it was an awesome feeling. Like, you know, I just felt like a rock star. So we get back to town. The last stop is Annie's Arches, where they take the photos of that. And then they go back to the museum and they give them uh the on location um book friday 13th filming location which i didn't know they that was part of the swag bag so i'm like okay the trolley tour is 45 dollars, and you're getting this book and that's really cool it's a good book i've read it on um my kindle so like when jeanette says on sunday the town goes back to the way it was she was right um the last tour came in at like uh probably after six um town was quiet by then it was kind of cold it actually started to rain but i hung out at the um the post time pub so if you go into blairstown you got to go into the post time pub on friday the 13th they do friday the 13th cocktails so i heard the crystal lake martini was really good um i had a skinny dipper which was great basically it's like a vodka and orange soda the, the wings are good if you guys are wing guys they have phenomenal wings um and then we were supposed to do screenings of the original Never Hike Alone and um, Jason Lives outside in front of the museum. But because of the weather, they canceled that. So I actually stayed above the on Saturday night. I um, stayed above the museum and um, like the apartment upstairs with with um, some other people. And so we watched Vengeance there and I just could not sleep. You know, your your adrenaline's going so I'm I'm walking outside town. It's so quiet. I did a of a, a Facebook Live video, and it's just so quiet. You just hear the the crickets and the tree frogs, and 
it was serene, you know, and eerie at the same time. But let me tell you, when I walk through Annie's arches, it's like a sound barrier. You don't hear anything when you're in those arches. It muffled out all the the um the sounds of nature and then finally got to bed to around I'll say like three thirty and woke up at seven and you know packed up and uh went out to uh breakfast with Jeanette and her husband Tony at the diner and you know um I met Gary the owner um since he he's he took over the diner I guess within the past year and he embraces Friday the 13th uh the owner before that not so much uh, not as much as Gary does uh, so if you go into Blairstown Diner on the Friday the 13th, they do like um, the Slaughter Burger and the Crazy Ralph Dogs. If you go to the Blairstown Inn on um, Friday the 13th, they do the Kevin Bacon Burger and they put a knife right down in the center of it. Uh, the whole town does get into it. And Jeanette was right. There's like one shop that closes down. But let me tell you, um, all the residents in Blairstown that I interacted with, the old timers, such nice people they're welcoming of the fans you know and then they would ask me what got me into the franchise and you know i tell them the same story i'm telling you and i feel like an adopted resident you know uh Jeanette and i are actually going to we, we started a you know a collaboration and it started with me coming down on friday the 13th and you know towards the end of the show i'll, I'll talk about what we have planned next all right. Well, for those that follow the Blairstown Museum Facebook page <clears throat> at Blairstown Museum, that was basically a full out audio description of all of those pictures. Yeah, so. I hope I um, didn't ramble on too much. But um, that I mean, that's, you know, I, I think that was a summary summarized version of what I did. I mean, I could go on and on and on about everything. Yeah. A, and I probably seen all those pictures. Oh, probably a hundred times because everybody that was there, you know, post it's like a, a different view of each picture, if that makes any sense. So, but obviously <clears throat> for those of you that don't follow the museum or don't follow any of the other people that we've mentioned, um, there's your in-depth view. Um, Kent and I, we were going to go, but as mentioned, he became handy capable. So we had to change up our plans. Thank you, Kenton. Yeah, sorry, I fucked everything up. Uh, Completely ruined it. I really hate that I ruined your day by chopping my fucking leg off. <laughs> right, right. I mean, no, I mean it is what it is. It was just a busy weekend. There was other conventions and other shit going on, and yeah, I Friday probably wouldn't have been able to make it anyway, even if that hadn't happened. Yeah, I mean there was talk of it. We did, we did talk, and we were going to do media coverage there, and it just there just isn't enough time in the day for that weekend. But it sounds like we probably never would have even left the truck stop. <laughs> Yeah, that think, seems like the place to be to me. When we do go there, we're going to park behind the fucking truck stop. There so, you go. You know, and there were there there were a few um truckers with the with the engines running, so I'm sure uh, that's what was going on. Um but the museum, so just real quick, um the the admission fee is $3 to get in. Um which, you know, that's minuscule. And you know, what's the weird thing is as much time as I was in Blairstown and Friday night, I, you know, when they did the wrap up with the volunteers, I was so dead tired. I just like collapsed in the corner of the room and um, just collected my thoughts because I was just so tired. But it's a really cool setup. They have um, the Vengeance costume in there. Um, they have Kyle's outfit from Never Hike Alone up there. Uh, um, and then they have like... Uh, some things that Ari donated, some other f things that fans donated. They have like the phone booth 
uh, not like the phone booth from the original, but uh, Kyle Harvey, who is uh, one of uh, a, a, a great volunteer, he was able to get like find the phone booth somewhere, you know, and he had it delivered. And it's a really cool experience. Um, they have like a, a mannequin of Mrs. Voorhees. They have like the Lady of the Lake version. Like every time I turn around, that fucking um, mannequin creep me out with the Mrs. Voorhees, you know, because I, I just was just not expecting it. And it's always there. But yeah, it's a really cool museum. And I'm sure over time she'll get more more things going in there. Yeah, it sounded like a, a great weekend. Like I said, the the pictures that everybody's posted, the videos, all look like good stuff. Well, Kent and I will make it out on another time. Um, you got anything else you want to chime in there, Kenton, before we wrap this up? No, I'm just kind of bummed out that I missed it. I wish I could have been there, but yeah, well, shit happens. Well, hopefully you'll be um, capable without the handy. Yeah. Uh, in May of next year, I guess it is the 40th anniversary of the film's release. Worst so, case scenario, I'm I'm used to it and I can get around. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know Jeanette is already um, have an outline of what you know she has in store, and you know I know um, there's someone within the franchise who's not associated with the original that kind of piqued an interest. So that's pretty cool. Um, but the next Friday 13th is in December and I am going to be a featured guest there. Now it's going to be low scale, you know, not like Jason Fest because it's in December. It's 12 days before Christmas. You know, it's not going to be very busy, but Jeanette is getting, um, a Christmas tree themed Friday the 13th tree. So, um, I'm going to come down along with Matt Keller, who I talked about before, and we are going to light the Christmas tree together have hot cocoa and watch the original film. And of course, weather permitting, they'll probably do trolley tours either that day or, you know, the next day. And then we got a Friday 13th in March. And then of course in May is the 40th anniversary of the release. Well, maybe we can make it out to that one. That's a a possibility. That's a possibility. We'll just have to see what happens between now and then. Obviously that's a lot of Friday shit between uh, now and then. So yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. I think uh, Jersey is like 500 miles from me. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, the only problem with that, which was one of our issues, was there's no direct airport there. It's not yeah. like you're flying in Chicago or if you fly into New York and then you got to drive forever. And it's just it's it, like you said, it's remote, very remote place. So the travel is not that easy. So either way, we're going to make it out and do some media coverage at some point in time. It may be I doubt it'll be December, but there's the, definitely that possibility for next year. Oh, yeah, definitely. I would say, you know, if anything, wait until May because it's, you know, the 40th anniversary. Well, I can tell you it's not going to be December because the gas station ain't going to be very busy. So, <laughs> so we're going to scratch right. that one again. We're scratching <laughs> they December. Don't, they don't come out in the cold. No, fuck no. No, no they so, don't. No, they don't. Reptiles yeah. don't like the cold. <laughs> no, they don't. So that's definitely going to get axed right off the list for sure. So, yeah. yeah so, uh, all right. So, South Jersey Jason.com is the website. Uh, Brian Emmenhauser, South Jersey Jason. Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, if you want to just let the listeners know how else they can contact you. Yeah, sure. So, um, of course, there's South Jersey Jason.com. Um, but I'm active on Facebook's uh, South Jersey Jason. It's space. So it's a space in between, you know, South Space. Uh, jersey space jason and then on instagram at south jersey jason i'm very active so send me a message uh if you live in the area and you want to do a photo shoot if you want to be like in an upcoming photo shoot 
send me a message. I'm I'm looking to you know expand my uh, the, the photos. So please um, send me a message, leave me a comment. I love talking to everyone. All right, we definitely appreciate your time and thanks for joining us. Now, thanks for having me, guys. Also, check out the Blairstown Museum on Facebook at Blairstown Museum. And if you'd like to, speaking of donations to the museum, also if you go to slasher-tees.com and you can pick up a show shirt there or a part three documentary shirt, part of the proceeds will go directly to the museum. So also check that out. But that wraps up another episode of Camp Blood Radio. So please rate and review wherever you listen to the show at. And if you have any suggestions, feel free to drop us a line. Unless... Fuck you, Mark Tefner. You big dildo. Eat your fucking slot. <laughs>